Welcome, everybody. It's time for another episode of Asher Sales Sense, brought to you by Asher Strategies, the only global sales training company that integrates leading sales methodologies and the latest neuroscience studies into a simple and repeatable, that's the key, simple and repeatable 10-step process for sales success. Thank you, Paul. Paul is our announcer for Asher Sales Sense, and I'm Dave Potts in the Asher Strategies studio in Washington, D.C., our host and guest today is John Asher, CEO and founder of Asher Strategies, and the title of the show is The Sales Manager's Toolbox. Hello, John. Hello, Dave. Great to be with you as always. It's a gray day, but we're having a great day here in the studio. Feels pretty good inside compared to outside. <laughs> <laughs> so what's all this about the Sales Manager's Toolbox? What made the company start to develop such a thing? Well, we've always had a small number of tools for sales manager because our main thrust has been training salespeople. But the more we've gotten into this over many years, we realize how much more important sales managers are than we ever thought before. And we've always had a few tools to help them. And now that we've got some more tools, it just seemed like a great idea to organize it all into one spot, including on our website, and just call it a toolbox. So that a sales manager can literally, when he needs some tools to do what he or she needs to do, can go in the toolbox and get whatever you need. Go straight to it. Let's talk about sales managers a little bit. Do you think the key element to a successful sales team is the sales manager or is it the salespeople? Well, there's five factors for sales success. And so let's see what the sales manager's role would be in each one of those. First is strong product knowledge. So the sales manager's job is to make sure the salespeople have got that product knowledge. Second is a strong aptitude for sales, natural talent, which accounts for 50% of sales results. So the sales manager's job is to make sure they're hiring people who've got the right talent, back to good to great idea, and not only hiring them, but developing them to be better. The third is selling skills, the fundamentals and the advanced skills based on the new neuroscience studies. So the sales manager's job is to make sure they've got those skills. The fourth factor for success for salespeople is motivation. That's a little complex. There's three aspects to it. One is it's all inherent or intrinsic. In other words, you know, I have a high amount of intensity drive. So when I get up in the morning, I literally hop out of bed and in about 15 seconds, I'm in fifth gear. And my wife, not so much. And she needs like three cups of coffee to get into fifth gear. In fact, she won't even talk to me until she's had two cups of coffee. <laughs> and she particularly doesn't want me to talk to her. So part of the motivation is really just intrinsic to a salesperson. The second part is external factors, like we're in now, a pandemic. That can affect people's motivation. And then the third, and maybe the most important, is the sales manager and how they motivate salespeople. And so if you go back to the various Gallup studies, like first break all the rules, people will stay in a bad company with a great manager. They'll not stay in a great company with a bad manager. The question becomes, who's the sales manager and how are they motivating the salespeople? And then the fifth factor for success for salespeople is, do they have the right processes? Do they have the right tools like Navigator and Crystal Nose? And so the sales manager's job is, I mean, they're, they're literally Mr. or Ms. process. So the sales manager is intertwined to all five factors that it takes to have a successful salesperson. 
No, I hadn't really thought of it that way. Most of the time, sales training, we focus on the individual, the awareness of those five factors. And I hadn't really thought about it. It is true. Those sales managers are critical to the five factors. So would you also say then training that the manager provides the highest levels of return on investment? Yes. If you believe in the good book, and that is teach the fisherman how to fish, so to speak, then absolutely the sales manager becomes, I mean, if they're doing the the job right, the sales manager then becomes ultra important to the success of the organization because he or she can give the salespeople the coaching, the skills that they need to be successful. It's oftentimes very difficult to convince some companies to invest in training at all. And I know some sales managers may not be interested in it for themselves either, right? No, it's true. I mean, if you take my personality, you know, I've got pretty good genes for the hunter salesperson, and I have no talent whatsoever to be a sales manager. (laughs) I just don't have the patience for it. I just really don't want to do it. So, yes. It's good you're the CEO then. Are there any... uh... (laughs) Are there any fundamental tools that sales managers need to learn how to use? Well, you know, one of the really fundamental tools is a sales aptitude assessment so that when you're about to hire somebody, you can get them on the right seat on the sales bus. So, for example, the aptitude for the hunter job, the farmer job, the sales engineer's job, inside sales, customer service are all different aptitudes. And so you really want to use an assessment that lets you know exactly how much talent they've got for each one of those roles. And of course, get them in the role where they can be the best. It's also good for them to understand the talents for the salespeople who work for them too, right? No, absolutely right. And a tool like that will also give the sales manager a coaching report so they can see where the salesperson is strong, which one of their traits really fit for sales. And they can see where there might be a trait or two that are a little bit off and not strong. And so that's where you want to help them by coaching them with those parts of their personality. An example would be, we all know that there's a real correlation between the big talkers, the outgoing gargoyles people, they're big talkers. They have a very high natural talent for sales. But if you can't teach them from a training standpoint to shut up and listen to the customer, (laughs) that is pretty bad. We were speaking about the assessment. Of course, in Asher, we use the advanced personality questionnaire. And I think this is a really good time for a quick commercial break so that the listeners can learn more about that. So let's take that break. Great. Over 200 correlation studies show that natural aptitude is the most significant factor in predicting sales success. Asher's Advanced Personality Questionnaire, the APQ, consistently identifies peak performers in outside sales, inside sales, sales management, customer support, and 17 other business positions. Go to asherstrategies.com today or call 866-833-9941. That's Asher Strategies at 866-833-9941. We've been speaking with John Asher about the sales manager's toolbox. Now back to the discussion. Well, John, it's obvious that you believe that the APQ is a fundamental tool. Are there any others that are important higher up in the list? Sure. When you go back to those five factors for success, fundamental is natural talent for the role, and that accounts for 50% of results. 
And then probably the second most important would be the selling skills. An example is just what I covered. If the big talking salesperson doesn't know, they got to really listen to the customer. They're very difficult to be successful. So those are probably the two fundamental tools. Maybe shortly after that would be product knowledge. So when salespeople have brilliant product knowledge, it really gives them power, confidence. They can really add value to prospects and suspects. If they don't have enough and they're not credible to the buyer, then the buyer just isn't going to buy from them. Those are like three fundamentals. You got to know what you're talking about from a product knowledge standpoint. You got to have the selling skills. And if you got the right talent, then we're kind of off to the races. And if you don't have those, you end up irritating the customers and they don't buy. So Exactly. How about new tools? Have any new tools been developed because of the pandemic? Yeah, we've actually got a number of new tools. And one of the reasons we do is, you know, there's a McKinsey study that looks retrospectively at the last three recessions and the lessons that were learned. And one of them is the companies that innovated during a recession, new products and services, when they came out of the recession, from the end of the recession till the start of the next one, which is typically 10 years, they grew at 16% per year. The companies that did not innovate only grew at 4% per year. That's eye-popping. The innovation during recessions are critical. So that's what we've been after, innovating with these new tools. So I'll give you one example. We've always had in-person training sessions we've done all over the world, really. And maybe 10% of our training was online. And we really just had it to say we had it. There weren't that many customers who wanted it. And if you'd asked me, I would have said, oh yeah, in-person training much more effective. Well, we haven't done any in-person training, you know, for seven months. And so we rapidly innovated our online training, worked all weekend. A bunch of us at the end of the weekend gave the new product to the technology platform sponsor, also to the graphics team, and then rolled it out on Monday. So that's what I mean by rapid innovation. And now after we've been doing this for seven months and hundreds of salespeople go through it every month, the feedback we get from customers is, online training actually much more effective than in-person training. And there's eight reasons that they cite on why it is. So one of the best new tools we got is this brilliant online training. The second thing we've developed is we've developed a presentation that we give to companies and groups of CEOs, and that is the implications of the crisis we're in and the recovery considerations for salespeople, sales managers and CEOs. And example, I've given that presentation 110 times since April. And so that's another great new tool we've got. And then a third one is, you know, right now, it's it's always been some characteristics of salespeople that cause uh, buyers to trust them. They're just standard. Number one is you got to like the person. So building rapport is always a key skill. All of us want to do a business with salespeople who are honest, no BS, tell the truth. We also like salespeople who are dependable, a high degree of integrity, who do what they say they're going to do, the way it should be done, and do it on time. And if they can't do it on time or do it the way it should be done, they're going to let the buyer know and actually take responsibility for a mess they may have created and let the buyer know when they're going to get it done on time. So those are three personal characteristics that it's always taken to trust the salesperson. The fourth, and a little more subtle, one we talked about already, is product knowledge. And now there's a fifth element, and that is if a salesperson doesn't know how to set up a VC platform call like this, Zoom, fumbles around with technology, can't get the time zone right, doesn't know how to bring up a document like a proposal, doesn't know how to change the document, modify it in real time, 
and don't know how to get the buyer to sign the proposal with DocuSign or some other technology in real time, they're out. From the buyer's point of view, they're gone. So that's a whole different presentation we've got. It's a really a half-day training. And that is how can you become brilliant on selling on these online platforms, not only selling, but giving presentations. Our partner in the sales aptitude assessment has come up with a, a new assessment for a remote salesperson. And so when you think about this, if you have outside salespeople who are half the time in the office and half the time going to meet customers in person, and now they're totally remote, well, how you manage them is totally different. Mm. So that's another new tool we've got. So there's four of the six new tools we got. Well, that sounds great. I was just struck when during the one before the the last, the penultimate one, <laughs> in that if salespeople are not adept at the at audio visual, those kinds of things and all the other, it goes back to body language in some ways. If you're appearing before a customer and you're not fluid in your movements and smooth in your speech, you don't come across as a professional. And so that now that's translated into our new environment with, if you're not fluid in the mechanics, and if you're not smooth in your delivery over all of the interference that can come with remote conversations, you don't come across as professional. There's nothing new under the sun. What we've seen here is just, you know, the change in the environment, but the principles stay the same. I totally agree with you, sir. I haven't heard that for a while. That's great, John. <laughs> I, I know, you do, you and Kyla do a lot of coaching of sales managers. What have been some of the outcomes from some of those engagements? Well, we recently worked for Air Technologies and it's a, a company in the Midwest and they have 70 salespeople. They have seven sales managers. And each one has about 10 salespeople. And when I first talked to the CEO and was talking to him about what he really wanted, what he wanted to improve, what he really wanted was he wanted to improve the percentage of the salespeople that met or exceeded their quota. And he said, we have been stuck on about 60% for years. So we engaged with the company, provided coaching for the seven sales managers. Actually, I was Kyla doing it. And over a year, the percentage of the salespeople that met their quota went from 60 to 80%. Now, it doesn't sound like a huge jump, but when you look at all the additional sales that happened because of that, it's an unbelievable jump, really. It's a remarkable number. Yeah. So it's pretty, pretty darn good. You have to really hand it to Kyla for what she did there. Well, if there's some sales managers out there who want to get a 20% bump... Where should they go to find the toolbox or to speak to one of our coaches? Well, there's two opportunities. One, you can just go to our website and just type in sales manager's toolbox and you'll see all the tools. The other thing that's a possibility is we have our first one ever online sales training for sales managers only. So in this two-week online training, it'll be just sales managers. It's our special edition limited seating training. And you can see the dates on our website. It uh, starts with a two-hour live webinar on January 26 with a trainer. Then the sales managers go on the online platform for two weeks, looking at all the various skills, how to coach salespeople, do video conferencing. And then at the end, there is another two-hour webinar that's live with the sales trainer, uh, reviewing all the high points of the coaching that they've learned 
coming up with new habits and learning to be brilliant on a VC platform like Zoom. That's great, John. You know, one of the barriers to enthusiastic signups for sales managers for sales training is they want to be with their peers. They want their own conversations. And this, yeah, is a, exactly. this is a great opportunity for them to be with like-minded people in an advanced sales seminar. Really great opportunity. All right, Dave. So thanks so much for hosting this. Well, thanks. Anything you want to leave the listeners with? Any last pieces of wisdom? Biggest of big pictures, when salespeople go through our training and take the aptitude assessment, the sales manager gets a coaching report. And then when the salespeople finish, they come up with maybe 10 action items for themselves. And we always advise them to pick three and work on those hard to develop new habits. And so then they'll meet with their sales manager once a week or every two weeks and just go over those two things. Here's where I stand on my three action items, get some coaching from the sales manager, and the sales manager can use their aptitude assessment coaching report to coach them to higher performance in their sales. That's a great focus. You can't do everything, but if you pick some solid action items, you can make a big difference. That's great. Back to our listeners, if they want to go to asherstrategies.com and learn more about the sales manager's toolbox, they should. And if they want to contact us, they can call us. There are the numbers on the website. That's asherstrategies.com. John, thanks so much for the discussion. That's all the time we have today. For our listeners, be sure to join us again next week at the same time. And from now until then, John Asher, John Asher right here, reminds us to please, please get out there and sell something. Paul, take it away. You've been listening to another episode of Asher Sales Sense right here on Asher Strategies Radio. 